A Diagnosis of Death by Ambrose Bryce I am not too su- so suspicious as some of my physicians, men of science, as you are pleased to be called, cried Javier Ocavar, replying to an exclamation that not been not been made, some of you, only a few, I confess, believe in the immortality of the soul, in apparitions which have not the honesty to call ghosts. I go further than a conviction that the living sometimes seem where they are not, but have been where they lived so long, perhaps intensely, as have left their impression on everything about them. I know indeed that one's environment may be so affected by one's personality as a yield long afterwards. An image of one's self to one eyes of another, doubtless impressing personality has to be the right kind of personality, and the perceiving eyes have to be the right kind of eyes. Mine, for example. Yes, the right kind of eyes, conveying sensations to the wrong kind of brain, said Dr. Frayley, smiling. Thank you. One likes to have that expectation gratified. That is, about the lie I suppose you have the civility to make. Pardon me, but you say that you know it's a good deal to say, don't you think? Perhaps you will not mind the trouble of saying how you learned. You may call it a hallucination, Hulkover said. But what does that, what that does not matter? He told the story. By summer, I went, as you know, to pass the hot weather term in the town of Mendendam. Relative at those house I intended to stay was ill. They sought other quarters. After some difficulty, I seated in renting vacant dwelling, being occupied by an electric-centric doctor by name of Manning, who had gone away years before, but no one knew where, not even his agent. He built the house himself and lived in it. With old stuff about for about ten years, his practice, never very extensive, had after a few years been given up entirely. Not only so, had he withdrawn himself almost altogether from social life, made come a close. I was told by the village doctor, I'm about the only person for whom he held any revelations. But during his time, he had devoted himself to a single line of study, result of which he expounded in a book and did not command, command itself. Approval is a personnel, fresh oblivion. Indeed, considered him not entirely sane. Not seen the book, but cannot now recall the title of it. I told it expounded a rather startling theory. He held that it was possible in the case of many persons good health, forecast his death with precision several months in advance of the event. I, f- I think, a limit, I think, was there 18 months. There were local tells he's having deserted powers of pro progressus, and perhaps you would say diagnosis. It is said that in every instance the person whose friends he warned had died suddenly at the appointed time and for no sustainable cause. Well, this however, had nothing to do with what I have to tell. I thought it might amuse a physician. House was furnished just as he lived in it. I was a, it was a rather gloomy dwelling for one who was neither a recluse nor a student. I think it gave something of character to me, perhaps some of its former occupants' character. But always I felt it a certain melancholy, but not my natural disposition, nor, I think, due to loneliness. 
I had no servants that slept in the house. But I have always been, as you know, rather fond of my own society, having much addicted to reading, through little, little to study. But if there was a cause, the effect was dejection, sense of pending evil. This is t- especially so in Dr. Manning's study. Although that room was the lightest and most airy in the house, Dr. Lyside Patriot is oil hung in that room that seemed completely to dominate. Nothing unusual in the picture. Man was entirely rather good looking, about fifty years old, with iron grey hair, a smooth shaven face, and dark, serious eyes. Something in the picture always drew and held my attention. Man's parents become familiar to me, rather haunted me. One evening, I was passing through his, through his room, my bedroom, with a lamp. There's no gas in bed then. I stopped as usual before the portrait, which seemed in lamplight have a new expression, not easily maimed, distinctly and cunning. Interested, but did not defer, disturb me. I moved the lamp from one side to the other and observed the effects of the altered light. While I so engaged, I felt an impulse to turn around. I did so, saw a man moving across the room, directly towards me. As soon as he came near enough to lamplight, to illuminate the face I saw, for the man himself, it was as if the portrait were walking. I beg your pardon, I said, somewhat coldly, but if you not, I did not hear. He passed me with an arm's length, lifted his right forefinger in a warning. Without a word went out of the room. No, I observed his exit, no more than I had observed his entrance. Of course, I need not tell you that this is, was what you will call an hallucination. I call it an apparition. That room was only two doors, of which one was locked. The other led into a bedroom, of which there was no exit. My feeling on realising this is not an important, not an important part of the incident. That is, it seems to you a very commonplace ghost story, well structured in regular lines, laid down by the old masters of true art. But there is so, there was so. If that were so, I should have not related it, even if it were true. Man was not dead. I met him today in the Union Street. He passed me a crowd. However, he finished his story. Both men were silent. Dr. Haley actually drummed on the table with his fingers. Did he say something today? Anything today? He asked. Anything from which you inferred you're not dead? Having a Okanaka stared and did not reply. Perhaps we continued Faley. He made a sign, a gesture, lifted a finger. A warning is a trick he had, how it was saying something serious. Announcing the result of diagnosis for something. Yes, he did it. Did just as his apparition had done. But good God, did you ever know him? Having a Okanaka was apparently growing nervous. I knew him. I have read his books, as well as, as every physician someday. It's one of the most striking and important current centuries contributions to medical science. Yes, I knew him. I attended him in an illness three years ago. He died. Having sprung from his chair, manifestly disturbed, drove forward back across the room. He approached his friend in a voice not altogether steady and said, Doctor, are you ready? Anything to say to me as a physician? No, Hovener. You're the healthiest man I ever knew. As a friend, I advise you to go to your room. Play the violin like an angel. Play it, play it. Something light and lively. Get this cursed bad business off your mind. Next day, Hulk of was found dead. Threw a violin at his neck. Bow around upon the strings. The music opened before him. A Choplin's, Choplin, Choplin's 
Funeral March. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.